Episode 3, Transition. Each Tell Me a Story focuses on a different theme. In this third installment, we focus on transition. It said life is a story of transition. We leave one chapter and move to the next. Death is the hardest transition we deal with, the loss of a loved one. When an infant dies, that transition can be even harder to understand. We begin with this story of a seamstress who tries to help with that. Diane Dion sews tiny outfits, gowns for girls, tuxedos for boys. They're funeral clothes for stillborn babies and those who die shortly after birth. These are families who are experiencing a huge loss. She calls her creations angel gowns. They're made from donated dresses like this one. We basically cut this dress up into very, very, very small gowns for the babies. Something of this size, because of how long it is, we're probably going to get close to 20, if not more, angel gowns out of it. The burial clothes are given free of charge to grieving families who contact her and to hospitals and funeral homes. She started doing this four years ago on the mainland because of personal loss. My daughter lost two babies and one lived for a day. They couldn't find a suitable outfit small enough, so Diane began sewing and created a nonprofit, Angel Gowns by Diane. She now has 200 volunteers on the mainland who help her sew. The clothes are shipped all over the country. People have no money and they have nothing to dress their baby in, and here we can say, here's this beautiful outfit we can give you for free. In four years, she estimates her nonprofit has helped about 24,000 families. Now she's moving back to the mainland. She wants someone in Hawaii to continue her work here. I'm hoping to find some volunteers that would be willing to sew. If no one steps up, she'll go on helping Hawaii families from her new home in Arizona. But if you want to get involved, we have a link to Angel Gowns by Diane on our website, hawaiinewsnow.com. Who would have ever thought about that? And she did. And that's amazing. You know, she uh, had sent me, she sent me an email because she saw a, sto a story that I had done uh, last year. And the story was about photographers who took photographs of little infants before they passed away for their families as keepsakes for their families, beautiful portrait photographs and the need for photographers for that. So she had seen that and she sent me an email that I hung on to, I kept for a while uh, that talked about what she did and I just waited for an opportune time to do the story. Sad to say, she's very busy uh, doing this because uh, yeah, it's sad to say an infant dies and they need this, but, but she has uh, provided this clothing for people all across the United States. And she's got a lot of folks who help her back on the mainland. So. Yeah, the hospital say, I know of someone who does this. Uh, and just like the photographer, I know of someone who takes portraits. Would you like me to contact them or would you like the number? And that's how, that's how they get a hold of her and find out who she is. And word of mouth, too. Uh, and and that, that time when we're talking about change and, and, and all, um, that time is very, very sensitive for a family. That's the least that they have to worry about. And she has kind of taken that burden off of their shoulders. Next, we've heard stories of America's service members who've had difficulty transitioning to civilian life. 
We learned of a program that helps with that transition by putting them to work on historic structures. The Hawaii Theater, built in 1922, has a $19 million deficit in deferred maintenance. That's where these people in hard hats come in handy. They're military personnel enrolled in a construction training program. They've replaced the ceiling that was falling in backstage, and they're also doing what's called concrete spalling repair on our emergency exit stairs. The program's for troops transitioning to civilian life. It's run by a nonprofit called the Concrete Preservation Institute, or CPI. Basically, everything that we do and focus on is, is focusing on not only building their resumes, but also building their experience and their technical levels. Participants complete a 12-week training course that earns them construction certifications and job placement. We have a lot to bring to the civilian side, but at the same time, a lot of our jobs doesn't just translate over to the civilian side. CPI started its program 10 years ago on Alcatraz Island. It partners with the National Park Service and local organizations. We don't take any GI Bill benefits, no post 9-11 benefits, um, so it's completely free to the service member. CPI's done four jobs for the Hawaii Theater. The work is valued at about a quarter million dollars. We could not afford to undertake the type of work that we're doing uh, without their help. The theater pays for materials, but the labor is free. And with CPI's hands-on training, everybody wins. The part of the transition that, that speaks to me in this story was being job ready uh, for these um, soldiers and, 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 and such, the, the troops that are transitioning out. They get them job ready before they even get out of the service. You know, they, they have this program that lasts a number of weeks and they get certifications too. So when they hit the street, they can actually apply for a job. And, and a lot of these folks are doing some of this work already in the military. They're just not certified to do it in the civilian life. So this helps them with that certification. You know, there have been so many stories uh, of, of folks who come out, sad to say, folks who come out of the service and they don't have something to go to. Uh, you can just, you know, look back on stories at, at the homeless shelters uh, and, um, and you see what happens. Yeah, uh, but there are great organizations like U.S. Vets that help with that as well. But this program is really unique. It's different. And I never knew that the Hawaii Theater needed so much work because all <laughs> you go to a show and, and it looks beautiful. But there's a lot of things that are, are uh, broken down behind the scenes. And that's what these folks help to do. And they specialize in work on historic structures. So it's not just the Hawaii Theater, but the Hawaii Theater group, they own a number of buildings in that block that need work as well, so they're going to start working on that. We end with the story of a Honolulu musician and his transformation into one of the members of the legendary band, The Beatles. It's a reminder that you can become anything or anyone you want to be. A tribute to the Beatles is a multimedia musical showcase where the musicians morph into the Fab Four. All of us in Rain, we all study our character uh, very intensely and, and um, you so sort of learn the mannerisms, learn the movements. Honolulu's Alistair McNeil is starting his fifth year with a touring production, literally playing the part of George Harrison. I try to um, look through the eyes 
of George Harrison. Alistair was entertaining at a local pub when someone suggested he audition for the show. Here comes the sun. Doo -doo -doo. He sent Rain videos of himself and landed the gig. It's all right. The path opened up for me. <laughs> His appreciation for Beatles music started in high school in Mililani when a friend gave him copies of Revolver and Magical Mystery Tour. That's when I, I realized, oh, wow, you know, I've known the Beatles, but I, I really got into the Beatles and I can't get enough. If I trust when he's back home, Alistair plays with Beatles ukulele tribute band Beat Lele. I love the ukulele. So did George Harrison, another link Alistair taps into to become that person. It's a magical feeling when, when it all locks in. He found something that he wanted to be, you know, uh, and, and he got into that show. And he actually had to travel with the Rain production for a year before he even got on stage. He had to be the understudy for the George Harrison who was before him, the George Harrison quotation marks that played you know, before him. So, so he was uh, learning for a whole year before he actually got uh, into the production reign. It's a fantastic show. I'd give it five stars. I'd give it 10 if I could. It's really a good show. And uh, Alistair, uh, he, he was really funny. He used to be an ukulele shaper. Uh, he, he used to shape ukulele. And uh, that's kind of how he, get, he was uh, sporting himself for a while there. And he was playing little clubs. Uh, and he had his own little Beatles uh, cover band, Beat Lele, uh, with ukuleles and things like that. And they got hold of him and they said, we want you to try. And he auditioned and he got the gig. It's all right. <laughs> And as our third episode of Tell Me a Story ends, I wanted to end with this quote about transition from one of the Beatles, John Lennon. He said, there are two basic motivating forces, fear and love. When we're afraid, we pull back from life. When we're in love, we open to all that life has to offer with passion, excitement, and acceptance. We need to learn to love ourselves first in all our glory and our imperfections. He said, if we cannot love ourselves, we cannot fully open to our ability to love others or our potential to create. Evolution and all hopes for a better world rest in the fearlessness and open-hearted vision of people who embrace life. For Hawaii News Now, I'm Jim Mendoza. Hope you'll be along for our next edition of Tell Me a Story.